So, Berto, I thought I would have you on the podcast, and you and I could talk about my top 100 list of movies of all time. Uh, patron Noel often writes us about her excellent movie watching uh, uh, practices. Yeah, <laughs> uh, she she has I think excellent taste in movies. And, oh, really? And I think she might have asked, or maybe it was Lyndon that asked for. Uh, my my, I think someone was like, "What's your? Okay, you've talked about your favorite movie, Kirk. What's about? What's your top ten? Oh, you're 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 coughing, Berto. Are you are you okay? Do do you need a? Uh, what do you give someone coughing? A second? Oh, it's nothing. I'm I'm fine. A glass of water. I just have a a a, a rib that's a gone rib missing. <laughs> uh, this is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor. My name is Umberto Castaneda, and I review movies for a living. No, you don't. So let's <laughs> let's uh, talk about my top 100 movies, and and I have it in front of me. May, but maybe in your in your head, you can sort of develop uh, your top group, uh, your most favorite movies of all time. Okay, okay, uh, okay. So let's do that. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace. They're one of our sponsors, or our only sponsor at this point. And if you go to Talk, Talkspace is a super legitimate online counseling outfit that uh, you go to on their website and they connect you with therapists that can help you over the internet. And you can talk to them every day and it's relatively cheap, uh, especially when you compare it to weekly in-person counseling. You can do it right away. You can talk to, you know, you can communicate late at night or early in the morning or whenever and wherever you are. And if you use the promo code Kirk, K-I-R-K, you get a discount and it also signals to them that you're one of our listeners, which will motivate them to continue being a, a sponsor of the podcast, which is, a, which is a really big deal. When we get a sponsor like this, it really is a, a good fund stream for us so that we can dedicate more time to this podcast. Uh, any thoughts on that, Bruno? Can you imagine the global impact that this would have if more and more people started being able to to affordably and easily get counseling and get in a habit from the time they're young to be able to talk about their feelings, work out things that they're going through, like all these tragedies, all these disasters. Imagine yeah. the, the, the lack of... I hadn't thought about that. counseling that has that is available, you know. I hadn't thought about that. Like the my my big thing whenever people ask me about these mass killers or like the guy in uh, University of California Berkeley or not Berkeley, uh, UC uh, Santa anyway. Yeah, the, the, the different the different killers the yeah. the the guy in Sandy Hook. They I I, I speculate fairly confidently that if these individuals had relationships with people, some connection, some someone who could tolerate them, you know, that they would have calmed down and, and stayed within the realm of non-killing, let's yeah. just say. And uh, these people, for various reasons of abuse or personality or whatever, uh, they descend into isolation and hostility and they want to kill themselves. And they think, well, I might as well take some people out along the way. Right. And uh, we need other human beings. And so Talkspace maybe or online counseling in general or other kinds of online uh, sorts of options, maybe that that could fill, fulfill a role and maybe reduce some of these uh, stories from happening. Yeah. 
of course, people would have to engage in those services. Right. Uh, but, you know, the more available services there are, the greater chance people are going to use them. Anyway, so Talkspace, go there and use the promo, promo code Kirk. Even if you're just curious about it, you just want to check it out, it's pretty low cost just to see how, how it is. Maybe, maybe online counseling isn't for you. Maybe it is for you. You know, go to Talkspace, promo code Kirk. I'm okay. going to work out a deal with them, by the way, Yeah. where I'll pop up every random number of uh, calls. I'm not licensed at all, and I'll be super wacky and destructive. But it's sort of like a fun thing. Like, do you think I'll get Bardo this time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bardo! <laughs> God damn it. Um, okay, so let's talk about my, my... Now, you know my number one movie of all time. Uh, wait, it changed because it used to be Brazil. Yeah, so that's number then, two. Right, and then you changed it to... I know this because it was recent. Oh, man. What was it? Uh, Appaloosa. No. Uh, Kubrick. Oh, okay. Oh, Clockwork. Yeah. Clockwork, yeah. Clockwork Orange, number one movie of all time. I, I, Whenever I say to people that's my number one movie, they're like, man, you must be a sick mofo. Why? And, well, because it's, you know, it's a, it's a very that. sadistic, uh, psychopathic movie. And yeah, but... I, I, I don't know. I just really love it. It's, it's a... Kubrick is a master. The story, the the visuals are amazing. The music yeah. is amazing. Uh, I partic- mean, what, what, what would they say about the fact that in my top five is American Psycho, right? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so so let's go back and forth. So okay. in your in your top movies, my numero uno of all time. If I had to pick, if I had to pick, God damn you, I hate you. I, I guess American Psycho, but but I feel a little unclean picking one. No, I I could I respect that, uh, and I can see why, especially through your eyes, why you would pick that. American Psycho has a lot of different elements to it. When you really yeah. you know appreciate those elements, but it's got humor. It's got this wacky kind of acting job. It's got like this '80s thing. Yeah, it's it's got this secret world that he's living in. Yeah, it's it's got some shocking. Um, visuals, right. you know, it's, it's, it, and he, in some ways is a, uh, he has a perspective that in one way is like abhorrent, but another way you kind of want to be like him yep. in certain ways. So I can get that. Okay. So number three is Star Wars episode five, Empire Strikes Back. Which could have been my number one, damn it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta <sighs> give that one up. Uh, and then we got, uh, number four, uh, is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind by Michelle Gondry. Uh, great movie. Fantastic. So, someone actually asked me to do an episode on Jim Carrey. Uh, oh. we, we should do an em- yeah, episode on Jim good. Carrey. Cause he, have you seen him in the news lately? He's been a little yes. wacky. Yeah. So uh, what's another one of your top movies? Well, so this is the problem I ran into the other day. I was, as a result of having said that uh, Mother, Mother was in my top five, Yeah. Uh, I was actually challenged. Like, really? So what are your top five? And I'm like, God damn it. So I went through and I said, all right, I'm not going to name which one's one or two, but I'm just going to say the following five. And I tried. And I said, okay, American Psycho, Rushmore. Then I was like, okay, I got to be really careful. Of course, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Of course, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, I only have one slot left? And I'm now forgetting every movie that I love. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? I, I, I love Jerry Maguire, but... W- I can't put Jeremy Maguire before freaking like The Godfather or 
like, and then, then I ran into this existential crisis where I'm like, but that's not even including primer or white men can't jump. So I realized it was sort of an impossible task. But I, but I knew that I was able to say that Raiders, Empire, American Psycho and Rushmore bubble up to the very tippy top in some way, even though you might name a movie and I might go, oh, damn it. Yeah. What yeah. about Eternal Sunshine? Do you love that one? I do love it, but that one is – I'm okay with not put. like I actually – I would put Adaptation in my top – at least top 10, maybe yeah. top 5. Great movie. Uh, my number 5, Moonrise Kingdom, and related to Rushmore. Yeah. You know, you got to pick a Wes yeah. Anderson movie in right. your top 10. And I respect that choice. That's an amazing movie. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could do Royal Tannenbaums. Yep. yep. I could do um, really any of the Wes Anderson right. movies. The new one looks amazing. Have you seen the previews for it? I have seen a little bit of the preview with the animated one. The Stop motion, motion. Yeah. Uh, in Japan. Yeah, uh, it, it looks amazing. Um, but it looks like a Wes Anderson movie. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, I've watched that movie a number of times, and it just it strikes to my core. On I don't know what it is. I mean, many of the movies do. Rushmore included. Yeah. Uh, Bo- Bottle Rocket is amazing. Oh, Bottle Rocket's like completely underappreciated. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I remember that. I remember seeing that before any of the other ones, and just yeah. being like, "This is weird." Yeah. Like it's totally funny and like interesting. And anyway, uh, number six, Napoleon Dynamite. I love that movie. That one's really great. I, I don't know where I would put it. Maybe top 20 somewhere. I love Napoleon. I, again, most people aren't going to like this movie, but I can watch I can watch scenes from this movie all day long. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I love Jared uh, Hess's style. I even loved his new movie, The Masterminds. Did you see that? With, no, um, I haven't seen that. Uh, Galifianakis. No. People didn't like that movie. I love that movie. I watched it again on the when I was uh, on, the on the on the plane. I watched it for like a third time. By by the way, the the thing for me with some movies like White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, that one. I mean, it's hard for me. To, I can't go into like a film student thing and say like, oh, White Men Can't Jump is one of the greatest films of all time. But for me. I've I've watched that movie. I can't even count how many times. Yeah. I think it's always entertaining. Yeah, it's it's like spam. And let, let me explain. Yeah, if I had never eaten spam before in my life, yeah, and you just gave me some spam right now, I'd be like, that's disgusting. There are so many other things I could <laughs> I could be eating right now besides spam. But from an early age, spam with Japanese Americans is it's soul food. Right. And so I associate it with all those wonderful... It's a special treat right. that is brought out at 4th of July and Christmas and and pick other you know picnics and weddings and stuff. Yeah. Spam musubi. And so when I have... In fact, I'm a terrible cook, but the one thing I can actually cook and I can do it well is, is, is a version that I do of spam, <laughs> spam musubi, which is basically spam sushi. So movies like White Man Can't Jump... You, you know, objectively, if you were just to watch that for the first time today, you'd be like, yeah, okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. But it came to you at the right time, yeah. and it, it, was a, it was a warm blanket when you needed it. It was, you know. And those two, their chemistry on, on, sta- on, on stage, on camera was amazing. And, and Rosie Perez is amazing. Like, yeah. it's great. Oh, uh, and, and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. That one, yeah. I would put in my top 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I saw that, uh, it's funny. A lot of the movies you're saying I like, but they're not in my top 100. Do you know what I mean? Because there's just too many movies. Okay. Yeah. Number seven, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. uh, again, if I watched Quentin Tarantino movies today for the very first time, 
I'd probably choose Jackie Brown as my number one. But I saw Reservoir Dogs sight unseen, just yeah. hearing like, oh, there's this new director. And I was like, okay, what is it? Is it about dogs? I thought, <laughs> I thought it was – and I remember watching it in, in 1992 in Wallingford. I was living with other college buddies. And, you and just blown away. I was just like, OMG. I mean, at the time, it was so groundbreaking. Yeah, you know? a style that then inspired – All these others. Everything. Yeah. Uh, number eight, The Thing. Yeah, the original? Uh, yeah, with yeah. Kurt. Is there another one? Well, uh, they did a remake. Oh, they or on. or was it just a video? No, they did a remake of anyway. it. John Carpenter's best movie. Kurt Russell, amazing. We should do a whole episode on Kurt Russell. <laughs> he has been in so many good yeah. movies. Uh, but yeah, the thing uh, again, nineteen eighty two. I watched this a hundred times when I was in the mid eighties. <laughs> uh, it's it's so suspenseful and so interesting. The great thing about this movie. I heard someone talking about this, is that when, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know when they start figuring out, oh, there's this like infection, there's yeah. just like this this virus that turns people, and so, and they they scientifically figure out a way to determine who is, right. who is infected and who isn't. Whereas today, they wouldn't make a movie like that. It'd be like... Um, something more Magical. sensational or, you know, they, or just more emotional. Like, yeah. I, you look like it. And they're like, you know, look, we're going to tie everyone down <laughs> and I'm going to, and we're going to do this systematically. Right. And, and I'm, and if one of you freaks out, I'm going to, I'm going to burn you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, it, I, they were describing it like it was, you know, a, a, a realistic scientific way that, that, that actual smart, people would have right. approached it in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciated that. Number nine, Goodfellas. Uh, Martin Scorsese. Great movie. Rob De Niro, oh, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine uh, Bracco. Oh, right. This reminds me. I also was like, wait a minute. How can I not put Amadeus, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Is that the how you're supposed to pronounce music. it? Amadeus, Amadeus. Yeah, yeah. The Sound of Music. Yeah, Sound of Music. I thought that was your favorite movie well, of Right. All time. Like, how can I not put that in my top five? Yeah. And The Matrix? Yeah. I'm not going to put The Matrix? Yeah. Uh, Godfather Part 2, number 10. Uh, if I would have watched this movie today, I'm not quite so sure. But so many other movies are based on that movie. Yeah. Uh, 1974, Part 2 came out. But... I saw this movie in the 80s and and proceeded to watch it a hundred times since then. And it's just, it's great. It, there's not a lot of other movies you can say that are like Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah, you know what I mean? Even yeah. though there's countless other gangster movies. But, I, I'm in this... but none that feel the way that Co Coppola made these movies feel. They feel real. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm in this very un uncomfortable and controversial minority that does not like Godfather 2 better than 1. I like oh. 1 better than but 2. But do you like 2? I do, and 3 is a horrible... So, like, 3 doesn't count. I, I didn't mind 3. Okay, fine. I, but I, 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 don't, I wouldn't put it near the top 100 movies of all time. Um, and I feel bad, because I like... What's his name? Andy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Garcia? Garcia. Um, anyways, but 1 for me was just so good. And part of what happened is I never saw Godfather growing up, ever. And I was already an adult... And at work, one day, we're talking with a buddy of mine, and he's like, this guy named Brian, and, and he's like, blah, 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 Godfather. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've never seen it. He's like, whoop, he nearly slapped my face. 
He's like, what? And it happened to be that they were re-releasing it in the theater. Whoa. Like then or soon after that. And, and so I went and I, I saw it in the theater. Wow. And I was so blown away. Yeah. So amazing. Number 11, Watership Down, 1978. It is a cartoon, which I saw and actually read the book as a kid. I probably like this because I saw it when I was nine. Uh-huh. And it has such a, a deep appeal to me. It Because it has like honor. I... I you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever realized, or maybe I realized this when I was younger. Have you seen Watership Down? No. There's this character. It's about these rabbits, okay, who live in the real world, and oh. th- but they are but they're conscious and they can okay. talk. And, and it's animated. And it's animated, yeah. Oh. Uh, and in a in a '70s animation, British animation kind okay. of thing. And there's different rabbits who have different roles. There's like the wise one and the strong it's one. It's like Smurfs. And, <laughs> yeah. And there's one of them, Bigwig is what they call him. And he's the, he's like the, he's the bigger and he, he can fight and he's sort of the tough guy. Uh-huh. And he's the brute. Well, when I was 10 years old, nine or nine, from, from the time I was like eight until I was like 17, 16, I was mammoth compared to my <laughs> compared to my, people my age. Uh-huh. I, I grew. I'm now six one, which isn't mammoth, right? But at the time, I was like, you know, an NBA, you know, <laughs> basketball player compared to everyone. If you look at pictures, uh, I was always like maybe the tallest or second tallest. And there's a lot of variety in heights at that sure. time. I grew up feeling like a monster to this day. I, I walk around kind of hunched over because I feel oh, like I'm too tall. You know, I, f- I feel like I'm too big. I'm always yeah, like, I'm always trying to watch out, like trying not to hurt people. Because when I was 10, you know, you're a kid, you're, you're, <laughs> you, bonk into you're you know, uh, for just give you an example. When, when we were in the sixth grade, we played this game at recess where it, it was basically if you were it, uh, the entire, field we played with like 25 guys sometimes girls would play with us too and if you were it then you tried to run away from everyone and if someone tackled you then they were it i see and everyone was trying to tackle you everyone's trying to be it essentially oh okay it's the opposite yeah yeah it's kind of weird it's like um so if someone so if you get tackled and we're in our regular school clothes in Uh like january (laughs) on the recess mud and we're and for 15 minutes and we loved this game we played it every chance we had (laughs) And we would just cream each other. I mean, people would come flying like off of a rock and just just take you out, you know. And I remember like people would get their clothes ripped and oh my god. And we had to play sort of around a corner so that the the Teachers. recess lady didn't see us play because because we were like full violence. That's a liability. Yeah, and and um, I was so big that no one could tackle me. That's crazy. I would be. I would literally have seven guys hanging on me and I'd just be walking across the field just being like, this is funny, you know what I mean? And, and so... Um, wow, which is, which is funny to me because I think, I don't know if you remember, when I first met you, the, 
uh, like if someone had interviewed me, it's like, hey, what did you think about this this guy, Kirk? The two things I would have said is like, well, he seems really shy, number one. And uh, he he's like kind of small. Like <laughs> it, it, because maybe of all those years, you like carried yourself small. That's funny. But And then when you told me you had played football, I was shocked. I'm like, you played yeah. football? Yeah, well, <laughs> that was another thing. Like I was a total brute. Like right. I, I was, again – early football years, I was by far one of the biggest players. When I played baseball, because I was so tall, the coaches, whenever I got up to the plate, they would tell all the outfielders to take, you know, like 20 steps back. They're like, oh, a big boy, you know, move back, move back. And I'd be (laughs) like, it was always this big pressure too because I I would have to, if I didn't hit it out of the park, I was somehow not living up to my height, you know. But anyway... In Watership Down, there's this bigwig character who I totally identified with when I watched it. And he, at the end, he's kind of gruff and he's kind of a secondary character. But in the end, he does this really brave thing. Mm. And I, it's, it's sort of a war movie in some ways, like the Watership Down. It's, Uh uh, it's about, it's very dark. It's very adult is, is the thing. So anyway, Watership Down, if I watched it today, I'm not sure if I would like it. But when I saw it when I was 10... Uh, I, and when I, when I see it today, it still touches those, you know, those parts <laughs> to me and number 11, number 12, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which you haven't even mentioned yet. I just have to say, uh, well, I mean, I love that movie. It's, it's where would it be for me? Yeah. It's top 50 huh. for sure. What about David Lynch? I mean, where, Oh my, see, this is what I'm saying. So Mulholland drive number 13 uh, for, for me, me, lost highway would be my first pick. Yeah. But Mulholland is amazing. Yeah. Um, and, oh, and by the way, I just watched Dune. Yeah. In the theater recently. Yeah. And I I still love it, but that movie's a mess. <laughs> I remember watching it maybe five or ten years ago and and still enjoying it. Actually, well, I, I, I was surprised. It. I was surprised. I enjoyed it, and I think visually, it's one of the greatest things of all time. I just and it has that David Lynch, you oh, know, totally feels and the weirdness. Yeah. But it, and granted, the, I didn't see the best cut. I see the super truncated cut. Oh, and it, it it the whole second half felt like a mess. Yeah, sadly. Well, the story is kind of hard to tell. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, number fourteen, Inside Out. Uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah, Pixar. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Crap. Yeah, what what Pixar movie? What Toy Story? Well, yeah. and Disney movies that I have not even thought about. Yeah. Like Fantasia. Uh, I don't know it's if I don't know if I'm putting Inside Out so fair. high up just because I recently saw it and loved it, but I just think Inside Out among Such the Pixar. Movie. I mean, I, it's so hard to Such differentiate between the Pixar movies. You know, you got Up, you have Toy yeah. Story. Uh, I even like Bugs Life, and, and <laughs> uh, aside from Cars, uh, they're all you know pretty great. Um, the uh, well, the Good cars, Dinosaur, the cars Good One is good. The Good uh, the Good Dinosaur actually is amazing. That's, That's okay. one that doesn't That's get okay. a lot of a lot of attention. But, but certainly Inside Out was an amazing movie. Yeah, if I had to choose one, and so part of this list is me going like, well, I can't have, you know, Pixar, I can't have 10 Pixar movies in the top 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to pick yeah, one. And yeah. so it was the same with Wes Anderson and David Lynch. But anyway, so I picked Inside Out, number 14. Number 15, The Road Warrior, 1981. Oh, yeah. This movie stands the test of time. It is still good. It's good action. It's a good story. It's, you know... Uh, George Miller, Mel Gibson, it it's it, it has a definite style. I'm so glad you put that first and not the new one. Well, which yeah, I like the new one. I love the new one, but come on. <laughs> but the new one, 
just was essentially just tickling all the funny yes. bones that were yes. developed with the road work. And, number, and, and Mel Gibson was amazing. Yeah. At number 16, Waiting for Guthman. Have you seen that Oh, movie? yeah. Christopher well, Guest. Well, let me see. I would probably go best, best in show, maybe. Well, Waiting for Guffman was the one that started it all off. Yeah. So yeah. to me, and I just consider it to be the best. It's, right. it, I, when I watched that movie so many times in the 90s, it's so funny. Number 17, Annie Hall, Woody Allen. Great movie. Uh, again, I was like, which Woody Allen movie do I pick? Yeah. Annie Hall is a pretty easy choice to make. Uh, number 18, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Right. Uh, Ang Lee. That's great hard. movie. Number 19, Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood, directed and starred in that Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Unforgiven is a movie that I consider to be, the per- aside from Appaloosa, <laughs> the, the perfect Western. Yeah. It has, it has all the Western elements, it's got, but it's got grit. It, it focuses, True grit. It, <laughs> yeah, it has, some, it has some female elements in there. It has, it's super real. Yeah. It, it it gets into the psychology of so basically you know you have those three you have Clint Eastwood you have uh, Morgan Freeman and you have that other kid Richard Harris I think is his actor's yeah. name and Gene Hackman and you have these these you know these uh, the way that they feel about things you yeah. know it's it's so much I don't know it's just a wonderful movie by the way what's the Linkletter movie recently the boy Boyhood yeah. That one's in my top 10. Oh yeah, I thought I thought yeah, for sure. Number number 20, Saving Private Ryan, Steven Spielberg. Tom Hanks, oh, Matt Damon. Such a great movie. I it's such a great movie still. Still. But in 1998, it's incredible. When I saw this movie, I mean, it moved me on so many levels. And it changed filmmaking and video games. And video games. Yeah. Yeah, essentially, it was the first time I remember seeing a war movie where it felt like I was in the middle of the war. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's still great. It's still a great movie. And it's got a great story, too, and great characters. And Number 21, Galaxy Quest. I I don't know if I would necessarily keep it here forever, but I love this movie. It's funny. I've watched it, I don't know, 30, 40 times. Mm. Uh, It's just a great I don't know. I just really like it. It's funny. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Alien, the original Alien for me, is in the top 22, uh, 20 as well. Number 22, Once. <gasps> Once. That's great. Yeah, that's got to be my top 30, maybe top 20. I I feel like I have more movies in my top 20 than there are slots. <laughs> <laughs> Number 23, Adaptation. Oh, I love this. Spike Jones, Nicolas Cage, Meryl Streep. Uh, number 24, Episode 4, A New Hope. Uh, gotta go with Star Wars. Uh, number twenty-five, Princess Mononoke. You don't have any Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, I would put Spirited Away in my top, in my ever-expanding top twenty. So twenty-six, Spirited Away. So I got Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away. Twenty-five, twenty-six, Hayao Miyazaki. Amazing movies. Number twenty-seven, Paul Thomas Anderson, Punch Drunk Love. Oh, I love that one. Uh, oh, Boogie Nights. Where did I put Boogie Nights? Yeah. God damn it. So among. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson movies, I think Punch Drunk Love is my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, number 28, The Terminator. Terminator. Still a great movie. Still stands yeah. the test of time. That when, was great. The, I, and again, for me, very sentimental movie because my uh, VCRs had just come out in the early 80s. 
And my dad being Japanese, he, uh, I don't know if it's just because he's Japanese, but he, he likes tech stuff. <laughs> he was always on the cutting edge of, of things. I remember our, our color TV went out. It was like just a normal 70s color TV. And he had to go to the, you know, the video store to buy a new TV. And he came back home with an entire wall it was literally, it took up the entire wall and it was like huge speakers and like, <laughs> and like this full stereo system and the biggest tube TV they had made to date. And oh. two, two men had to come and deliver <laughs> it and explain everything. Anyway. And that's how you saw the... Well, so he also had, actually, I think before that time when we were watching on the old TV, he had a VCR and... And when not a lot of people had VCRs and there was this in Issaquah, Washington, there was this little, uh, you know, VHS store. And I remember going in there and there were probably 30, 30 movies, 30 cassettes (laughs) that you could rent and you had to pay money to be a member, like per month or something. And my dad uh, rented the Terminator, and I'd I'd never heard of it because you know when you're young you don't really know what's no. movies. I, what was the internet? <laughs> right, exactly. I did have to look in the paper, I suppose. Right. And so, so my dad, you know, I'll, I was always in my room, like working on different projects with my Legos, or I'd be drawing, or later it was music, and so I was always. My dad would come and be like, "Kirk, you know." spend time with the family. <laughs> and, and so he's like, Hey, I got this movie from, from the video store. Let's watch it. You know? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, uh, uh, kind of want to, you know, but dad I, movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of want to draw whatever the F I was doing, but I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch this movie with my dad, go upstairs. And it's the Terminator. And, oh my God. And, and we watched it and I was just like, Oh my God, this movie's amazing. <laughs> what have I seen? Yeah. So for me, the story with the Terminator, I wonder how many people have, where was I? When <laughs> so I was on vacation in a city called Manizales, visiting my uncle who lived there. I was Before we get to the story, let's take a break. To be done. All right, we're back from the break. If you haven't already become a patron of the podcast, do so. Go to patreon.com, become a patron of the podcast, and you'll get access to all of our deep dives and various other kinds of long episodes. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace. If you are interested in online counseling, please go to Talkspace and sign up now. They are an official sponsor of Psychology in Seattle. And if you use the promo code KIRK, you get a discount. That's K-I-R-K. Again, as I was saying earlier, if you're just interested or curious or just want to check it out, please do so now. Go to Talkspace.com. Use the promo code KIRK for legitimate online counseling. Berto, you're about to tell a story about uh, the Terminator. Where was I when Terminator? I was visiting my uncle in the city called Manizales in Colombia, and it was, a, it was I was there for a month, and I, I had a, a cousin, a cousin who was a year and a half or two years younger than me, and then he had a little sister too, and they had this neighborhood with some other kids that lived there and stuff like that. Well, across the road from where he lived, there was a friend of my cousin's, and he invited us to come over that one evening to watch some movie, and you know, and I'm probably ten years old, eleven. And so I'm like, oh, okay. we go over and it's the freaking Terminator. Yeah. And I, of course, I never heard of anything. And, and so we just start the movie and, and I'm sitting there and it's, you know, it's a violent movie. And there's even a sex scene where, where I, I didn't even know what was actually happening. I'm like, why is he doing push-ups on top of her? <laughs> I literally thought he was doing push-ups. Wait, there's a sex scene? Yeah, yeah. Where, um, you know, when they conceive. 
when uh, Sarah Connor gets Connor gets pregnant. They show it. Well, they show him on top of her, but not like they don't show penetration. Is that right? Uh. But but it looked like he was doing push-ups on the ground with her underneath. So I'm like, why is he doing push-ups on top of her? Um, and and I was just blown away. I felt like I got away with murder that night. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, so it's great. a it's rated R, right? Yeah. Uh, number twenty nine, Borat. Now <laughs> this is a weird choice, but let me explain. Wow, wow. It is you. I mean, not only is this movie just empirically funny. Yeah. But. All of the, many of those scenes are improv with actual human beings, right? <laughs> I mean, this isn't, yeah. you know, they couldn't yeah. write a script. Right. He had to go to these randos right. and have these scenes and improv it and stay in character and have like a like a repertoire that is totally, I mean, because the thing is, if you see uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in other contexts, you're like, oh, He's not Borat. Borat's just a character he right. plays, but he nails it all the time. And <laughs> it's so offensive, so good. And there's just so many little scenes in this movie that are actually really kind of special. Like when he bumps into these these like four or five African American teenagers on the street and he, <laughs> he like interacts with them and they're like making fun of him and yep. you can tell they're just like who is this guy, you know? Like it's such that a is not black. <laughs> yeah, he's just. I, I mean, I I just feel like you got to put Sasha Baron Cohen in the top one hundred at some some place. Be- oh yeah, because of the 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 genius of that whole thing. I completely agree. That one would probably be in my top thirty. Uh, but oh, another another one that uh, is comedy. Uh, <laughs> I know this might sound funny, but I just rewatched Dumb and Dumber, the original Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. I I laughed so hard in that movie. Yeah. I know it's stupid. I mean, it's Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, but it is so funny. Yeah, it's retarded. It's, oh no, sorry, that's a, that's wrong. It is mentally handicapped, but it's so good. <laughs> uh, number thirty, Harold and Maude. Have you seen this movie? Nineteen seventy. No. I know what it is, but I have not. Uh, Bud Court, Ruth Ruth Gordon, directed by Hal, Hal Ashby. It, if you like Wes Anderson, you like Harold and Maude. Harold okay. and Maude is the first Wes Anderson movie. Okay, okay. It, it, when you watch it, you'll be like, oh my God, Wes that, Anderson <laughs> has been copying Harold and Maude this entire time. You know, music is a big deal. Oh my uh, the cutesiness is a big deal. I need to get it. Uh, dark it. humor. It, Harold and Maude, I, I saw this movie when I was like 11 or something. And oh, okay. my parents were sort of walk, you know, my family was sort of walking around occasionally and i was just like what is this movie and i think i liked it because it's about a young kid kind of he's like a teenager there are three movies that i always got confused harold and maude benny and june <laughs> and the one with river phoenix uh where he's uh mentally handicapped i think or uh, oh, i don't know you know but benny and june is it's a, a famous different. river phoenix movie like his first role he's younger he's young hmm. doesn't uh, ring a bell or maybe it's Leonardo. Maybe it's Leonardo. Oh, yeah. Leonardo plays uh, uh, Who's Eating Gilbert Grape. That one. Yeah. I always got those three movies confused, and I've never seen either of them. Very different. Well, the <laughs> second two ha- both have Johnny Depp in it, I think. Yeah. So I could see that. But Harold and Maude is a completely other phenomenon. Right. 1971. Uh, there's a lot of Cat uh, Stevens in it, which nice. is great. Uh, number 31, you got to go with a <sighs> Cohen movie. The Big Lebowski. Oh right, yeah. And you uh, haven't you haven't mentioned any Cohen movies well, yet. I, I would probably put Oh Brother, maybe. Really? Um, I, I mean, that was a phenomenon at the time, but I have to say, okay, it's 
it's right. it's not as great well, as I remember. Is, I don't like Fargo, and um, Fargo's great though. See, I don't like it, and I don't, and I do love No Country for Old Men. Yeah, that's amazing. But I don't like the ending, oh. and maybe that's my flaw. But so it is hard. Why don't you like the ending? I, I uh, okay, so the movie's going amazing, 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 and then I felt like the last ten minutes were super random or something. I got to rewatch it, maybe. Well, so what's his face dies off camera, the yeah. main character guy. Yeah, and then uh, Javier Bardem goes to his wife's yeah. house. And they have a confrontation. Yeah. And he walks out of the house. We don't know if he killed her or not, but we think he, that he did. Maybe I just, maybe I failed the test and I felt like it was too ambiguous and anticlimactic and they were going for that. And I just. And then, and then the final scene is uh, the old uh, sheriff played yeah. by what's his face is talking to his wife. I and think. it takes a while. And there, there's a lot of. Philosophies. I think he's talking about his dad. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Thirty-two. Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. That's a great movie. Uh, I have fallen less in love with these movies as years go by. Mm-hmm. But when this came out in two thousand one, mind blowing. My I watched all three movies, the the extended versions on the DVDs several times, and watched the. There's various commentaries on the mm. DVD. I think each movie has four DVDs. There's like, you know, because uh, all the content, there's like featurettes and right. like, I watched all of it. I couldn't get enough of this stuff because I grew up right. with J.R. Tolkien's books yeah, and read them in, <laughs> so just another story about my life here. My parents had gone to this uh, parent seminar for school or something and they come home and they're like, Kirk, you have to read uh, J.R. Tolkien's books. <laughs> and I and I was I've never been into reading much, especially when I was a kid. It's just I've been a slow reader. I think there's something wrong with that part of my brain or something. I read a lot as a kid, and nowadays I almost only read graphic novels. <laughs> <laughs> if they had graphic novels, well, I probably didn't even want to read that. I, <laughs> I but anyway, my parents are like, yeah, you really have to. Read. And and I think what. Uh, I've, I've later later asked him about it, and I'm pretty sure what it was was they were looking around at all the other parents, and and the the parents who had smart kids were all reading J.R. <laughs> Token books, and so they really wanted me to read them. And The Hobbit, I read, but I, ha- I read that too, but had a hard time because you know it's not necess- it's not geared towards ten year olds. No, it's it's an adult book, you know. Uh, but particularly the trilogy is is not for kids. No, no. And I got like halfway through the you know Fellowship of the Ring as a kid and just been like, what am I? This well, is, I, I was trying to read them when the movies were coming out, and I only got through the first two books, and and bored to tears in various passages when they were yeah. singing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, number thirty three, Princess Bride. It's oh my god! By the way, it's by the thirtieth anniversary right now. By the way, uh, okay. So I, I egregious that I hadn't mentioned that. Also, I, I was real. Rob Reiner, um, so Carrie uh, Ellis and Carrie Ellis, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Robin Wright. So, so for me, I was just realizing Fight Club. I need to have in there Vanilla Sky. Fight Club, I have as thirty six. I, I can, I can respect, I can respect Vanilla Sky, and uh, of course. It's like if you're going to have Fight Club, right, that starts the David Finch. So I'm like seven. 
How could I not have seven somewhere? Yeah, you really like seven. Right. Uh, number 34, you got to have another Martin Scorsese, The Last Temptation of Christ. Which I've never seen. I don't know why I like this movie so much, but uh, I guess similar to Noah and Mother and other kinds of biblical yeah. uh, movies like that, uh, The Last Temptation of Christ is is amazing. Um, this is, what's his name? Scorsese. The, no, no, The Scorpion. Uh, the, Willem, not the, Scorp- the, the Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah, Harvey, Harvey Keitel. Uh, it's, it's um, I could see why people will be like, Kirk, why do you like that movie? But I, I don't know. I just really do. Number 35, Toy, Toy Story. Uh, oh, groundbreaking movie. Unbelievable. Uh, it'll go down in history as something. You and know it what I changed mean? the course of animation. Yeah, and it's still a good movie. It's still great. Number 36, as I said, Fight Club. When I saw that in the theater, I... It, it changed my life in some ways because it, it, it came out in 1999. I, I was 28 at the time. And a lot of the things that Edward Norton's character was concerned about, like, you know, getting the good table and like outfitting your house, you know, right. like there's a right. late 20s. I think a lot of people start to get into that because you start actually having a career and you can yeah. actually start to buy things, but you don't have enough money. And so, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to like adult, as they yeah, say. Right. <laughs> and I remember watching this movie, and and just and now, I, and I I also have a very uh, anarch anarchy streak to me, and Punk. a very and a very nihilistic streak to me. Uh-huh. You know? And so when I w- this movie very much affected me in that <laughs> touched way. all those. Yeah. By the way, I, I um, so I loved that movie tons, tons, but I have some heartbreaking stories after the fact because. First of all, the book was not as good as the movie. And that's a rare case. Yeah. Second. Yeah, actually, that's one of the few books I've... Well, I listened to it on tape, I'll be honest. Do you know he made a sequel that was turned into... Was a graphic novel sequel? Uh, Pulp Fiction 2. There's a Pulp Fiction... Or Sorry, not Pulp... um, Fight Club 2. Fight Club 2. And it's a graphic novel. And I'm not saying it's terrible, but it's not great mm. it, and then uh wanted the graphic novel wanted which was turned into a movie the movie's horrible but the graphic novel was okay but they really copied a lot of that beginning of fight club with the guy hating his job and being like hold drum the doldrums and stuff like that so i feel like his he had a great perfect movie and then a lot of th- derivative things have come afterwards that have like cheapened it mm. but anyways i love that Number 37, another John Carpenter movie, another Kurt Russell, John Carpenter uh, partnership, Big Trouble, Little China. Amazing. Just a, so a, fun. a perfect action, funny, kitschy yeah. movie. Uh, number 38, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Yep, yep. Very Matt good. Damon, Gwyn- very Gwyneth Paltrow, J- Jude Law. I, actually, Duncan. I loved that movie. Really loved that yeah, movie. Yeah, this movie... It is stylistically really interesting because it's you know it's in Europe in the sixties I believe fifties, yeah. so it has all this kind of period European yeah. style to it, and this old money kind of yeah. Jude Law thing. Right. But the psychological uh, experience you go through because uh, Matt Damon is the main character, and right. you're supposed to. You're you're supposed to be kind of rooting for him, but at the same time you're like, what? Uh, number it is so good. Number thirty nine. You're gonna hate yourself that you haven't mentioned this. The rules of attraction. Oh, oh, well, right, because that was um, Roger Avery. That's really good too. Uh, James <laughs> Vanderbeek. Uh, 
Isn't yeah. that one of your favorite movies? It is. I mean, it is up there. It, it's definitely in my top 30, probably. You know, they, they were supposed to make Glamorama, which is another great book of his. Yeah. And, and, but it, years ago, and they've never made it. Maybe they will. Number 40, Dead Poet Society. If oh, I saw this yeah. movie today, I'm sure I would hate it. I'm sure I would think schlocky, schlocky, schlocky. Uh, it, I saw it not too long ago. It, it's not bad, uh, but it certainly was great when I saw it. Uh, Robin Williams, Peter Ware uh, directed it. But when I uh, 1989, I saw this when I was 18 years old. Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, I w- this movie deeply affected me. Right. The the sentiment. The again, the the sort of a nihilistic, or uh, what is the meaning of life? Yeah, and you know when you're a teenager in the '80s, maybe particularly, you feel constrained by society and yeah. rules, and and you and you don't really know what to do when you're a teenager. You don't know the rules yet. Right. And this movie said, you know, rip the books up and carpe diem. That was the first yeah. time I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'd never heard carpe diem before. Right. And just and the 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 camaraderie of it, the you know the the fraternity of it, yeah. the uh, anti-authority of it. You're right that it doesn't age as gracefully, but but not because of itself. It's almost like the style was an '80s style yeah. still. Yeah, but it was really good at at the time. Yeah, it's got um, some amazing scenes when they stand up on that desk. Yeah, oh, Captain, like By the way, there's a movie you didn't mention so far, which would have been in my top thirty, but probably top twenty for me, which is Back to the Future. Oh yeah, great movie. Uh, Forty one, Godfather, Coppola. Forty two, Pulp Fiction. I got that. I yeah. got that in the top. Now we're forty three. You're gonna shoot yourself. You haven't mentioned this yet. Memento. Yeah. Oh, wow. Although, if, I, if I'm if i looking Christopher Nolan-wise, um, I do love Memento, but Inception moved yeah. me in deep and, and layered ways. No, I got I got Inception in here, top 100, too, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Number 44, you're going to like me here, Rushmore. Oh, yeah. Just an amazing movie. Number 45, Plague Dogs, which you have, haven't seen. No, it's, it's a similar movie to Watership Down, but it's about dogs. Basically, you have two dogs who are being experimented on in a lab, and it's gruesome, and they escape. And it's the whole story is about them trying to uh, escape because eventually, like the lab tries to catch them, and then they accidentally hurt someone, and the the police start chasing them. And (laughs) it's it's but it's so sad. My my mom. Uh, saw this this cartoon that was in the theaters, and we went to the Egyptian theater in Seattle. Uh-huh. And my mom's like, "Oh, there's I saw this cartoon that I thought I'd bring you and your little brother to. You know, I think my dad was out of town or something." She's like, "Oh, uh-huh. we'll go to a movie." And my mom has a has a history of picking uh, movies that are inappropriate for <laughs> for the age group, and, and this is one of them. And uh, so we went to see it, and. <laughs> my, I, I was, I would have been eleven at the it's time. About dogs. My little brother was five. Oh my god! Yeah, he was traumatized by it. I think oh, I, I was. I, it was right on the cusp when I was just getting old enough to yeah. see this kind of stuff, and and uh, and it's still a great movie. Number forty six, Dark City. Oh, I love Dark City. Yeah, uh, I, I when this this is before the Matrix, by the way. So yeah. it's like the Matrix before the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. And what. I've watched it recently, and does it survive? It, it survives, but not as 
it's not i wouldn't i don't watch and go like oh my god you know but at the time 1998 it was mind-blowing number 47 you're gonna actually hate that you haven't mentioned this yet city of god oh yeah that is a great oh my god that moved me so hard yeah i i might even put that higher than 47 that movie it's there's so many things happening there's so many characters and interesting scenes and and it gives you this glimpse into the you know the ghetto of of rio right well and there was a while when if you had asked me i would have automatically named that movie so you're right that i'm kicking myself yeah uh number 48 rob reiner again this is spinal tap 1984. Yeah, uh, it's good. You got to put it's similar to Holy Grail. It's yeah. just like the one of the comedy genius movies. So by the way, I I this is very controversial because I so enjoyed the Holy Grail. But for me personally, uh Life of Brian is is my favorite Monty Python. I could I could see yeah. that. I, I there are some scenes in Life of Brian that are just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for me it's also that they're making so many statements about you know, religion. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, my story about uh, uh, Holy Grail is similar to my story about Terminator, which is <laughs> my brother was watching a movie with his friends in uh-huh. the living room on the VHS, and they're all you know sitting around the TV. Yeah. And I walk through, and and my brother's seven years older than me, so so, and I and I'm like, what are they watching? And I sit down, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm like. I don't really what get the it. Hell? And then, so, and I'm, I go, I ask my brother, what is he? He's like, this is, you know, it's Monty Python. And I'm like, who's Monty Python? And he's <laughs> like, he's like, Monty, they're not a, it's not a person, you know? It, and I'm like, I don't get it. And he's like, just watch the movie, you know? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm watching and I'm like, why do they have coconuts for, for, <laughs> you know? I'm like, I don't get this. And then, cause it, it's so what we call dry English humor, yep. right? Like it's not, it's not the broad humor that you're used to, <laughs> particularly when you're a kid. Yeah. And about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into it, suddenly it clicked in yeah. my brain. And I was rolling. So so I had the I I wonder again, where were you when Monty Python? Because uh that movie came out what, in the seventies? Yeah. Okay. I never ever in my life heard of it as a kid in Colombia, ever. Yeah. I moved up here, nineteen ninety. Uh and it, every weekend, I'd go over to my friend Paul's, and we'd watch some movie at his house, right? This time, he's like, okay, today we're going to watch uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Same as you. I'm like, uh, hey, I don't get what you just... You said words. Yeah. I don't know what you just said. And I, I remember, what's Monty Pi- What's a Monty Python? It's yeah, like, yeah. Same conversation. And I don't know if he had already seen it or not, but either way, we sit down, and I don't want to see this. I'm like, Whatever. And yeah, I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. I remember laughing so hard at that movie. Yeah. Oh. Uh, number 49, Appaloosa. Ed Harris wrote, uh, or he directed, I think he might have written it too, stars in it, Viggo Mortensen, Renee Zellweger, Jeremy Irons. I consider, as with Unforgiven, I consider Appaloosa to be a perfect Western I highly recommend it. People did not see this movie enough. It's so good. By the way, I have a movie, an anime in my top, definitely top 40. Uh, Akira? Maybe top 30. Akira? Uh, Akira is definitely in my top 50. Like, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, Ninja Scroll. Never heard of it. It's 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 badass. <laughs> uh, number 50, Get Shorty, 1995. Uh, Gene Hackman, uh, John Travolta. Great movie, great movie. I watched this movie in the late 90s. I think I might have had it copied on a VHS or something. I watched this movie a hundred times. It's it's so funny. 
Number f- number fifty one, a movie I keep telling you to see called Pride and Glory right. w- with Ed- Edward Norton, Colin Farrell, uh, written by Gavin O'Connor. It's a it's a, a, a gangsterish movie, cop movie. It's great. Pride and Glory. Do you understand? I've never seen Platoon. Uh, you know, you could probably go through life without seeing that. Really? Yeah. Isn't that one of the top? Actually, you haven't. I mean, at the either. time, Platoon was amazing, right? You know, it's it's Oliver Stone at yeah. it at the height of his powers. I recently some seen some scenes, and my guess is if you watched it today, you'd be like, I could see why this was a big deal in the okay. '80s, but you know, uh, but at the time, you know, it was very uh, controversial because it was making Americans look terrible. Yeah, and yeah. that was not that that was something we didn't do yet. You right. Know? Number fifty two, another movie you haven't seen, I keep telling you to see The Place Beyond the Pines. Yep. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Brian Bradley Cooper. Uh wonderful, wonderful movie. Very interesting. Very compelling. Uh very uh, it's an action movie too. You know, both Pride and Glory, Place Beyond the Pines, both action movies. Like yeah. they're not ponderous right, right, right. navel gazers. These are I'm gonna have to watch these movies. Uh, oh by the way, I forgot a top ten movie of mine. Uh, the Omen, the original Omen. Oh God, so good. Yeah, uh, fifty-three Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Got to have a Star Trek movie in there somewhere, right? Yeah, and Wrath of Khan, awesome movie. Um, Do you know I've never seen it? <laughs> you should see it. <laughs> Number fifty-four, Laws of Gravity, nineteen ninety-two. I'm sure you've never heard of it. Before. No, I have. Oh, what? I actually watched that. You did? Yes. Did I tell you to watch it? No, no, no. This was uh, probably an accident. I watched it. Uh, on Showtime at some point in my, yeah, like years. But I was in like a long time ago. Really? Yeah. We have we talked about this? I don't think so. I don't think so. I've never met another person who's seen this movie. Yeah. It has Eddie Falco in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Eddie like, Falco. This was uh, Peter Green. What year did you say? Nineteen ninety-two. Yeah. So I watched it on Showtime in college, like in ninety. Five and you remember the, the title and everything. Yeah, yeah. Laws of Gravity. It's basically about these poor guys, kind of hoodlums, hoodlums in, yeah. in like the Bronx. It was or great. Yeah, and they like they're always trying to scam oh something. But you've saved my life because what happens is I watched it once. I loved it, and the rest of my life I've been trying to remember the name of it, and really? I always thought it was falling down. But I knew that that wasn't. Oh, which by the way is a great movie that I love. Huh. But and I was, I was, is it like? Pulled down. No, no, it's something you felt falling. What? And I now finally remember Laws of Gravity. I, I'm so happy that oh. you even know this movie, let yes. alone that you like it, because I've. I, that's one of those movies in the '90s that I watched a hundred times. It's Laws. got that guy that's got the dark eyebrows and the and the blonde hair. Yeah, What's P- his name? Peter Green. Yes, he was in. He was in Pulp Fiction. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, great movie. Uh, the it. first time I saw uh, Edie Falco, so. I, I I never connected that she was in that. Yeah, she's like, the girlfriend. She's the lead guy's girlfriend. Yeah, like Sopranos' favorite series of all time, and yeah. I, I never connected that. Um, I've recently re- rewatched it. It's amazing. It's a lot it. of improv scenes. You can tell that yeah. th- there's a lot of improv, and the characters just feel so real to me. Well, what shocked me is, you know, I was still young, and it felt threatening. Like there's, yeah. there was a lot of threat in that movie. Well, Peter Green's friend is yeah. this sort of psychopathy kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, number fifty-five, uh, George Clooney, the American, which I have not seen. Uh, it's I the stylist movie. It's sort of like artsy James Bond movie and I love it and the ending is great number 56 The Box Trolls speaking of which sorry uh, Casino Royale would be in my top 40 
Really? Casino Royale, yeah. Yuck. What? You didn't like Casino Royale? I mean... That was the best Bond of all time. No, Octopussy is a great It's Bond a great movie, movie but... It, and, and my favorite Bond is still uh, and Gold, Sean Connery. You got, gold, you got Goldfinger. Goldfinger. But, but, but Casino Royale is a modern... You know, there's oh. something about the new ones that just did not click with me for some oh, reason. I, I don't like most I, and, of the I, new I, ones. and I've been thinking, and I was such a Bond fan yeah. growing up that I feel like maybe I wasn't giving it enough, like a, a good enough chance because, like, maybe. Um, look, I don't like. Okay, Quantum of Solace. A lot of people didn't like. I actually kind of liked it, uh, but I don't like Skyfall. People loved Skyfall. What was the recent one? And I did not. Oh, I liked actually. I I liked the beginning of that one, and I really disliked the rest of it. Yeah, uh, it felt. Remember that, like the whole last part felt like, oh, they must build. This must be a dream sequence. You're yeah, like, it's not a dream sequence. Yeah, yeah. This is actually happening. Yeah, I feel like James Bond, the James Bond, the recent James Bond movies, fell in love with itself and tried to like make it feel important like a Christopher Nolan movie. Okay, that's fair. But and that's why movies like The Kingsman and other kinds of movies like that that are just, they're, they're like reviving the old okay. Bond. Because like, Bond was a fun movie. It was, they were fun. They had action. Right. They had girls. They had guns. They had gadgets. And they had, you know, the plot wasn't super complicated, you know? I, I will grant you all that. I still feel that Casino Royale Although a little more serious, a little more gritty or whatever, still had the girls, the fun, the casino, <laughs> the, the, and it wasn't a complicated plot. The Royale. <laughs> uh, number 56, Box Trolls. This is made yeah, by that. That's a good one. Those, those people that make the stop yeah. motion. I loved the Box that's Trolls. Yeah, not only is it funny and interesting, but it also has like this really heartfelt story that I really enjoyed. Number 57, The Matrix. Gotta put that in there somewhere. Yep. Number 58, Royal Tannenbaum's got to put that in somewhere. Number 59, The Abyss, James Cameron movie. movie. Um, if I watched it today, my guess is, is I wouldn't put it super high up. But again, came out in 1989. Oh, Jaws. You'd put that in your top? Top 50, for probably top 30. My ever-growing top 20 is too full now. <laughs> I, I can respect Jaws. It's not in my... Uh, but uh, related to that, number 60, I got Eagle versus Shark. This is by Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it has Jermaine Clement from uh, from Flight of the Concords. Are you a Flight of the Concords fan? Oh, I, you're not. I, I love it. No, you don't. I, I think it's so funny. No, you don't. It's hilarious. I, I think Flight of the Concords... When I am late at night just sort of wanting to waste time on the internet i watch clips of oh, of that show and, i feel terrible because like everyone that i like respect thinks that movie that show is so it's weird funny. because you like wes anderson it's very wes anderson it is i've tried watching it and look i'm not saying it's bad it's just i've tried watching it and I, i'm not oh another example is do you watch american dad uh, i've watched so some there clips. are people that i really respect that that think that is a super funny show I can't seem to get it. Yeah, no. You know, you know what's actually great that just came out was the Tick. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, there's only the like six. Tick. There's only like six or seven episodes. It's pretty. Okay. It's pretty good. It, okay. And the, each episode is only like twenty five minutes or something. So you I, could, I like the old one too. The the one with uh, Putty. I, I have. I never watched that one, but I remember watching the cartoon. Anyway, number sixty, Eagle versus Shark. Taika. Taika. What have you seen? Um, the darkness shadows or whatever that movie that that they made about um, vampires. 
Uh, oh wait! In, what we in, do, what yeah, we yeah, do yeah, in the shadows. That's, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So this eagle versus shark is the same crew. Oh, speaking of which, Moana is in my top fifty, and Moana. Oh yeah. I, which I absolutely I love that movie so much. If it, my favorite music scene is his. Yeah. So I actually really do like his style. It's just for some reason, Flight of the Concords never fully did it for me. You might shoot yourself in the foot for not mentioning this. Number sixty-one, Amelie. <gasps> Amelie, that's top. 20 for me that is in my top 20 that movie was like zelda yeah 2001 totally holds up today it's amazing wait that was like playing a zelda game because you know she has to go the the neighbor needs something but to get that she first has to go solve the other quest and then to solve that she has to solve the other quest all right well let's take a break and when we get back uh we'll just race through the last of the list what do you say bro let's do it all right we're back from the break if you haven't already become a patron of the podcast do so now also to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace, an online counseling legitimate outfit that connects people with online counselors. And if you're just curious about online counseling, go to Talkspace. Use the promo code Kirk, though, to get a discount and also to signal to them that you're one of our listeners. Again, Talkspace. If Talkspace. You're, you can talk to your therapist every day some for you know a little bit more money you can talk to them yeah. multiple times a day it, it's a wonderful way to get counseling in a very uh, low annoyance sort of way you know what i mean people right. are always asking me like how do i get a therapist and what if i go and mm-hmm. i spend some time you know with talkspace you can try someone out for a week pretty easily even today you could just sign up you know hook, hook, up, hook up with someone and, uh, you know, maybe you don't like them and just switch to someone else. Uh, so Talkspace, use promo code Kirk. All right, let's race through. Number 62, Killing Them Softly. This is a Brad Pitt movie. Never saw that. It's another gangster kind of movie, mm. violent, but very realistic feeling. Uh, the characters are very interesting. There's lots of these, there's lots of very... Uh, awesome scenes where two people are talking, if that makes any sense. Killing him softly. You got to see it. Uh, By the way, Revenant is in the top like 20 for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't put that, but I love that movie. I I I think I gave it a nine. I had such a visceral experience in that movie. Yeah. That's the thing about... I've seen so many movies that I can say something like, you know, The Revenant and say like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah. I think I put it as like my top movie of 2015 yeah, or whatever it came out. And it still won't make my top 100 because there's, there's so many, many others. <laughs> Number 63, you're going to like me here, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Amazing. Number 64, In Bruges. Have you seen this yeah. movie? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry. No. Colin Farrell. You told me about it and I never wanted to see it because I... The whole name and the preview turned me off. But it's about two gangsters that that are, th- I think, are from Ireland or England. And I think from Ireland, and they go to Bruges, which is in Holland, I think. Uh, and and it's just and um, the thing is, you've sold me so much on it before that I feel like I've seen it. That's why yeah. I got excited about it. It's it's funny. Yeah, Colin Farrell plays this kind of. Uh, comedic um, gangster guy. Anyway, it's pretty. Number 65, uh, another uh, across the pond movie, Submarine. Uh, great movie. It's sort of a Wes Anderson knockoff submarine. Groundhog Day. I have to put Groundhog Day somewhere. Okay. Top 60, maybe? Number 66, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. A, a, a Robert Downey Jr. at his best. Uh, Val Kilmer. It's a 
directed by Shane Black, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, another, it's sort of like Get Shorty. It's okay. it's a comedic gangster cop movie. It's really great. You have to, you. The thing is, is these movies I'm recommending to you are not artsy fartsy movies. These sure. are like is fun okay. <laughs> movies, like you know, White Man Can't Jump kind of movies that you just haven't seen. Okay, The Graduate for me is top. Oh yeah, twenty. Great movie. Uh, number 67, Swingers. Now, yeah. if, if I watched that movie today, I'd probably be like, okay. Well, in 1996, when this movie came out, it it was like, I don't know. It, it had, It's a total bro movie. It is. For one. <laughs> but when I was 25, I think I was looking for a bro movie yeah. or something. But this movie was so, I don't know what to say, man. It would just... it. <laughs> It um, spoke to the bro in me because yeah. I, you know, I was 25. I was a bro. I hung out with other bros, and you know, we'd go out at night. And this this movie just had all, and it, you know, this movie also has a sensitive side to it, and it, and it basically makes you know Vince Vaughn look like a dick <laughs> in the end. And well, and, I rewatched it recently, and for me, it does have a flaw that the first half is definitely stronger than the second half yeah even though there are some select scenes in the second half that it's are very, very indie good. it's very indie and it's very indie that's yeah. true yeah uh 68 you met not have even seen this movie hot rod with andy sandberg i haven't seen it no <laughs> i know what it is but <laughs> it's you know it's kind of like napoleon dynamite in, <laughs> in that vein sure. you know it's but andy sandberg is just it's a great movie 69 uh terry gilliam again time bandits this movie came out eighty one yeah. when I was ten years old. I watched this movie a thousand times. It is was the perfect movie for me when I was ten years old. It has a young kid in it. Yeah. You, time I, travel. I know what it is, and I've never seen it. Number seventy, Bottle Rocket. Um, yeah. I'm actually g- glad I have that in there. Number seventy one, you got to put it in here. Robert Zemeckis, other great movie, Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump is top fifty for me for sure. It's. I mean. I think if I watched it today, I wouldn't be I was blown away. But 1994, this movie came out. This movie 90, changed my life, man. 94. It's an epic, yeah. wonderful, tearjerker, you know, just a wonderful story. Great, great, great. Yeah. Uh, number 72, you might punch yourself for this one. <laughs> there Will Be Blood. Yeah, great freaking flick. Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes. I recently rewatched this. It's so strong. It's so strong. Yeah. No, and you know, I've only seen it once in the theater. Maybe that's why it's not present in my mind, but it, it's so good. Number 73, another Terry Gilliam, 12 Monkeys. Yeah, that's great. Uh, again, if I saw it today, I'd be like, yeah, I've seen this. But but at the time, 1995, this was mind-blowing. Yeah. And just a, a wonderful movie. Number 74, Inception. I got that, Christopher. Yep. That movie is amazing. Number 75, Zack Snyder, Watchmen. I love Watchmen. Yeah, I like Watchmen a lot. I don't know why I love Watchmen so much, but yeah. the, the the take on the hero thing. Right. Is this the first hero movie I've even mentioned? It might be. Because what's weird is a, a, a lot of people didn't actually end up enjoying it, even fans of the of the book. Yeah. It, like it did well at the time, but... The, it it quickly aged. Yeah. Like people were like, "Ah, I didn't like that," or yeah. it was too much, too long. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a very reasonable adaptation of such a complex material. I, I didn't even know the material, but the way it felt, you know, you got these aging heroes, yeah. and 
and you have this one guy who's a god. Yeah. And, and, and the way that they had it, I don't know. Dr. Man. Number 76, okay. you, I know you love this movie, Prisoners. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Remember, you, you pushed me to see that forever, and I finally saw it. I was so blown away. Number 77, you might shoot yourself for not mentioning <laughs> this, The Incredibles. Yeah, that's another fantastic, fantastic Pixar. Uh, 78, I don't know what your take is on this movie. 1997, uh, Curtis Hansen with uh, uh, directed uh, Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, Kim Basinger, L.A. Confidential. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. It, it. It's not like a top 50 for me. I think you probably put it in the right area. Yeah, 78. I've I've recently rewatched this. It is amazing. It is really Every good. scene is just yeah. so good. Uh, number 79, my first Akira Kurosawa movie, Seven Samurai. Yeah. Now, I have to clarify this by saying I've all the Kurosawa movies that I've seen, it, what, what, you know, these are movies from the 40s and 50s. When I watch them, just, you know, blank, just sort of watch them casually. I'm like, eh, you know, it's an old movie. But when you, but then I would listen to the Criterion uh, commentary. Mm hmm. And then I would watch the movie again, uh-huh. and like everything starts to come together. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. It's like Kurosawa can only be appreciated if you understand the context. You I know see. where film was at the time, uh-huh. and how he uh, how he was so meticulous about the way he would shoot things. Yeah. You know, uh, Rashomon is something I really enjoyed. I don't know where I put it, but it's in my top hundred for sure. Oh, and uh, in my top. 10? Top 10. Do you know which one I didn't say? <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, you, you have, yeah. I know, I know. I, what, I what, what, you need, what you need is like tied for first, you have five movies. Yeah. Tied for fifth, you have maybe 10 movies. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's, that's exactly right. Anyway, what are you going to say? Uh, I forgot. I'll remember. Oh no. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah, I forgot. Oh fuck. It was, Sorry. It's okay. We'll, we'll come back. Number 80, we got Stranger Than Fiction. Did you like this Oh, one? I did. I, I really did. It's a, you know, weird Will Ferrell movie, but I, this movie is not only funny, but it's very, it's like I Heart Huckabees to me, you know, it yeah. like, touches a certain existential question, you know. Right. Uh, number 81, another Cohen movie, Burn After Reading. Oh yeah. With, with Brad Pitt, Francis McDormand, oh, George oh, Clooney. Um, Kramer versus Kramer. Really? Kramer versus Kramer. You know, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. It, it moved me so much. Probably similar relation because I could relate to it. You know, having my parents had been divorced when I was so little. It, it really moved me. And Bert, Berto versus Berto. Yeah. The performances were so strong. But Burn After Reading, uh, you know, there's so many great Cohen movies, but... Uh, Burn After Reading, I just find to be one of the perfect ones because it's funny, it's interesting, yeah. it's got, you know, it's sort of like Fargo, uh, but it, and I think it's underappreciated. Uh, oh, a Few Good Men is in my top 20. Oh, interesting. Uh, number 82, The Yards, another movie I keep telling you to see, another sort of gangster cop movie, uh, Mark Wahlberg in it, Joaquin Phoenix, Charlize Theron, James Caan. Uh, directed by James Gray. Uh, number 83, this is sort of a weird one because it's not maybe a movie, but I consider it a movie. Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> 1983. It's a, you know, it's a movie. You, sure. It, it was cons- it was played like a sure. movie, you yeah. know, it was on HBO. That's okay. I watched it at my cousin Brian, Brian's house because he had cable and HBO. Nice. And I remember him and uh, and me and his his older brother, my other cousin, Lance, we, we watched this just over <laughs> and over and over again. 
today, I'm guessing if I watched it, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, that's so funny. But to my twelve to my twelve year old mind, right. Delirious was the funniest thing I'd get. I hadn't seen much stand up at that point. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we mentioned it, but didn't slot it top. In my top thirty is Glengarry Glenn Ross. Oh, that's a oh man. I should, maybe I should put uh, number eighty four. For some reason, I have Eagle versus Shark again. Uh, my my <laughs> list is a little funny. Number eighty five, I put Selma. I, I haven't seen. I don't know if I'm just swept up in having seen that mm-hmm. a few a few years ago, but I loved this movie. I thought it was moving. I thought it really. I I, I never really f- knew the civil rights movement. You know, I'd seen pictures i'd read about it and i'd seen footage but i think selma puts you there you know you wow. really get a feeling for why martin luther king was such an important figure mm. you know and yeah so uh number 86 me and you and everyone we know yeah. directed by miranda july and starring miranda july uh it is a very strange movie it's sort of a wes anderson movie but it's a great yeah. movie. number 87 Recently, we watched this again. Definitely deserves to be a top 100 movies of all time. Deadpool. Deadpool is great. And that's your second superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. I, I saw this in a the theater and was rolling on the ground the entire time. And then I recently rewatched it and was again rolling on the ground the entire time. So for me, Guardians of the Galaxy is in my top 30. You know, gosh, you know, I love that movie too. But I, I just don't consider it. I, I'd give that, I think I gave it a nine. You know, I mean? saw it three times in the theater. Yeah. And every time I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I know, so good. The music, the, yeah. the humor. Deadpool though, not only is it funny, but it's heartwarming. I mean, the the yeah. the the love story is so effective yeah. in that movie. That movie is really good, yeah. Um, number 88, I know you know this movie, Irreversible. <gasps> oh my God, that is de- oh top fifty f- f- at least for me. Monica Bellucci, Vincent Vincent oh, Cassel, French that, French movie. I, that's another one like The Revenant. One of those movies, yeah, that was so physical to watch. Yeah. Oh my God, it it, it was so affecting. Yeah. Irreversible, as I've said before, is the best worst movie of all time. Yeah. It's so good, but it's so hard to watch. It's yeah. there's a there's a rape scene and it's. Yeah. It's, um, but just it's, and it's also made in this very unique way, kind of yeah. like Memento. Speaking of which, you haven't slotted Schindler's List. No, I, I would have earlier in my life, yeah. but but uh, definitely a nine. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, number number eighty nine, uh, Life During Wartime, hmm. and I am trying to remember this movie. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, Shirley Henderson, who is that? Ali Sheedy, anyway. Uh, number 90, Tape, uh, a Richard Linkletter movie that has three people in a hotel room. The entire movie, three people in a hotel room. <laughs> Ethan Hawke, uh, Robert Sean Leonard, who was also in Dead Poets Society, oh. and Uma Thurman. Reality Bites is in my top something. Uh, number 91, Trees Lounge. I uh, This movie has directed and stars Steve Buscemi, I watched this movie. If I watched it today again, I'd be like, eh. But I watched this movie so many times when it came out. It's just a great movie. Uh, Got to have a John Woo movie in it. Uh, in the in the top 100, nine, number 92, A Better Tomorrow. Mm. Came out in 1986. Has Chow Yun-Fat. I watched this movie, A Better Tomorrow, 100 times in, <laughs> in, the, in the late 90s. There, when I discovered John Woo, I was like, 
I just wanted Obsessed. to watch all of his movies, you know? <laughs> and and it, it also, I should say, when I was watching them, it, it touched a certain... I started watching Akira Kurosawa at the same time and Miyazaki. There was this... I had suddenly discovered Asian film, essentially, uh-huh. you know, being a, being a fourth generation Japanese American, I'm not exactly in the midst of Japanese culture, you know? Yeah. And so when I discovered uh, Netflix, when it first came out, you know, the, the DVD thing that I still do, by the way, uh, cause most of the good movies aren't on streaming, but I could suddenly like watch all these random movies and like kind of, kind of, you know, put them in a queue and all this stuff. And, I discovered John Woo, I discovered Hayao Miyazaki, and I discovered Kurosawa, and suddenly I was like, I felt connected to my Japanese roots, my Asian roots, <laughs> okay. and, and John Woo had something to do with that. So it was uh, Chai on Fat in a lot of John Woo, Woo yeah. movies? Okay. Yeah. Uh, number 93, this is a funny one, directed by Harold Ramis, the great Harold, Harold Ramis, starring Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell in 1996's multiplicity that's a good movie <laughs> yeah i have it in my top 100 i recently rewatched this and i consider it to be hilarious uh but again if i watched it for the first time today i'd be <laughs> like yeah it's a cute movie but i i consider michael keaton to be one of the funniest people on the planet and multiplicity i watched it was one of those vhs's sure. that i watched a bunch of by the way you haven't mentioned uh the um, one with uh, re- recently, oh, man, Emily Blunt, Sicario. No. Oh, Sicario was amazing. No, I, keep going. Oh, Emily Blunt was in um, uh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of to- that was good too, but that's not what I'm thinking. Okay, keep going. Uh, number ninety four. I got a weird one here. Youth in Revolt. It, it stars Michael Sarah. You should see this movie. It's it's kind of a Wes Anderson-y kind of okay. movie. It's a interesting, wonderful movie. Oh. I know what I'm episode seven. You haven't mentioned episode seven. Yeah, uh, it's not in my okay. top. It's not in my top hundred. Okay, because um, we felt so strongly at the time. Felt very strongly. I watched it a couple more times uh-huh. and was like, yeah. I mean, you know, you and I. Okay, here's the thing: when you and I, and we'll do it again this December. We'll do it again. We buy our tickets like a couple <laughs> months in advance. <laughs> we have like I don't know a bottle of wine. Yes, and we sit. It holding hands while we yeah. freak out at Han Solo, you know, da da da. And then we walk out of the theater and we hug and we're like, oh my God, that was the best experience ever. And that adds to the whole, you know. Right. And it happened with Rogue One. Yeah. Well, so Rogue One, I've rewatched a few more times. Uh-huh. It, it holds up, I think, more than Better episode than seven. seven. Yeah. Okay. Rogue One is, I, I might even put that like a. I'd, I actually would put Rogue One more higher than Episode Seven. It's hard for me because they're different movies, though, so it's kind of hard to. And and Rogue One, well, the first time I saw it, maybe because it was so surprising in parts, it really was so amazing. Second time through, it did lose some of its. Watch it. Watch feeling. it another time. Okay. Because I, I it it moves pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And it it's and especially the last half it's yeah. it's a war movie it's right. like Saving Private Ryan you know it's it's so great and the right. you know you got the X wings and uh, anyway. uh, Taxi Driver you haven't mentioned Taxi Driver it's not I probably have that at an eight oh, actually really? yeah I'm not okay. I'm not in love with that I really movie. like that movie. I mean I like it but it's yeah. it's not yeah uh, number ninety five uh, indie movie from Spain not sure what country uh, called Time Crimes comes out two thousand seven. 
Very interesting movie. If you liked um, Primer... Yeah, I love Primer. Uh, Time Crimes is in that kind of genre. So I think I mentioned Primer was in contention for my one of the top five slots for me. Yeah. Which, which is highly unfair to so many movies because um, quality-wise, you could poke so many holes at that movie. Yeah, but I could see why you would like it. Yeah. You know, it also... I've, I don't think I've ever said this to you because I just realized it right now, is, you know, you... Well, I won't even go into that. Come on! Well, it, it has to do with revealing parts of your life that I don't think oh, you right, want. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, basically, what I was going to say is, you're a closet. You actually time travel, so you kind of... <laughs> yes, hey, exactly. Not, don't no, give that away. Number 96 is a weird fit, uh, a weird pick. Uh, 1993, directed by Eric Schaefer and uh, Donald Ward. A movie called My Life's in Turnaround. Oh. Hmm. I... Have n- I saw this movie? I, somehow I had a tape of this movie in the mid '90s, and I watched this. It's a comedy movie about these two guys who are trying to make it in the film business, and they like, you know, they're they live in New York, I think, and they're trying to they meet women and da da da. Okay. And there's this. I think Eric Schaefer, his character is just kind of funny. <laughs> it's sort of like it. It's sort of like early Friends, if that makes oh, any okay. sense. Okay, sure. But I cannot find this movie on DVD oh, really? or streaming. My life's in turn. You know, oh. you think a movie that was made in the '90s that you know was released that you'd be able to find it, and yeah. every once in a while I try to find it, can't find it. It doesn't exist. Oh. It's weird. Uh, number ninety-seven, Sicario. So good. Another Dennis Villeneuve movie. Yeah. Number ninety-eight. You're going to shoot yourself. No. You're definitely oh, going to shoot yourself. No. Romeo and Juliet. <gasps> oh wow! Yeah, no that that for me is top. 50 maybe yeah like that was so great and the music the soundtrack is so strong yeah again if i watched it today i i don't know but 1996 when this movie came out all the music and the and the and the fast cuts and the you know it's just great oh actually i gotta say um i would have put one of the harry potters uh in there in my top 100 for sure yeah uh you don't like any of the movies i mean they're okay. Okay, and I would have put Shakespeare. The earlier ones are better 100. than the later ones. Yeah, I, what I'm saying, I would have put Harry Potter three, the third movie, in my top hundred. Yeah, and I would have put Shakespeare in Love in my top hundred. You know, I need to rewatch that. I remember liking that movie. It's you know, it's a top hundred, so like ninety eight, ninety nine. I got Akira there, and they're going to remake that, which I'm yeah. excited about. And number hundred, I have Delicatessen, uh, which I was in love with this director. Uh, a French French movie maker. They they also made another. He also made another movie called something about city. Um, the city of lost children. Oh, that's supposed to be a classic. Yeah, yeah. But both of them are. But Delicatessen is the first one that came out, and okay. uh, it's sort of like Amelie. It's sort yeah. of the precursor to Amelie. And I, see. I remember again, nineteen ninety one, seeing this movie, and just being like, oh my god, what is this stuff? Great movie. I, I so I would have had a few things in my top hundred. Apocalypto. Really? Uh, yeah, I would have put that. Mel Gibson. There. Yeah. yeah, I need to rewatch that because I remember liking it in the theater. But it's such an amazing visual. I need to ride. rewatch that. Um, I would have put uh, the "It's a Wonderful Life" in my top hundred somewhere. Okay. Um, and I would have put uh, there's this uh, Cary Grant movie with. Um, Audrey Hepburn, Hepburn, where he he got lost at sea, and it also has Jimmy Stewart in it. 
um, oh, so, social high no, uh, what is that one? They remade it. Well, there's you got Notorious. Uh, no, no, no. It was, uh, oh man, I can't remember the name, but it's so good. It's so funny. Uh, Catherine Hepburn, Jimmy Stewart, and Cary Grant. Uh, I'll just name all the movies. Oh, God. Walk, Don't Run, Father Goose, Charade, uh, That Touch of Mink, The Grass is Greener, Operation Petticoat. No. North by Northwest, great movie. Which is great. But... Houseboat, Indiscreet, no. uh, Kiss Kiss Them for Me, An no. Affair to Remember. No. Uh, the Pride and the Passion, no. To Catch a Thief, no. Dream Wife, Monkey Business, Room for One More, Come P- on. People Will Talk, Crisis, I Was a Male War no. Bride, what the hell? Every Girl Should Be Married, Mr. Blanding's Building. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Story. Philadelphia Story. Philadelphia Story. Uh, let me look that up. Isn't that what it's called? That's what it's called. Uh, yeah, the Philadelphia Story. The Philadelphia Story. Yeah, I was almost there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, yeah. So, now, I could easily... Sw- I, when I made this list, I spent a lot of time, like, swapping in and out and, like, going, uh... The, yeah. Because it's so hard, you know? And w- now... Inevitably, I'm going to get emails from people saying, "Like, I can't believe you didn't put this in there. Sure, I can't, yeah. I can't believe you put that in there." Yeah, and I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> unless you're being in jest the way me and Berto go back and forth and yell at each other about certain <laughs> things, just understand that no, if if you polled everyone on the planet and said, "What's your top 100 movies?" I would guess that you would not find a single duplicate list. <laughs> no. Everyone has, you know, different emotional experiences when they. I, I when I saw, uh, what was that? What was that Dennis Villeneuve movie um, that was out? Arrival, last, mm, which I sh- I should have put in my top hundred. Uh no, God, Amy um, Adams. Maybe it wasn't Dennis. Um, Amy Adams was in what movie last year? Not Arrival. Nocturnal Animals. Uh, that wasn't Dennis. That was Tom Ford. Nocturnal Ooh. Animals. Nightcrawler. Uh, night. Uh, Nightcrawler. Was that the one with? Um, was his face Jake? Jake Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I love that movie. Nocturnal Animals. When I saw that movie in the theater last year, I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I recently rewatched it and was like, yeah, you know. Okay. So you know. The context means a lot, right? Yeah, totally. Like, White Man Can't Jump, when you were in your 20s, you had that on VHS. Yes. It was your go-to. You'd come home after a long day or yep. whatever, and you'd, you'd pop that thing in. and It'd always and, make me happy. Yeah, and you just, <laughs> just the, this, the, the banter and the camaraderie. and Yeah, I have others like that, like Alpha Dog. Yeah? Did you ever watch that? No. Uh, with, it has uh, Justin Timberlake in it, and it has... The kid who was in The Girl Next Door and also in that movie where he Emil just, Hirsch. Emil Hirsch, yeah. Um, Interesting. Bru- Bruce, Bruce Willis. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can't, you, you can't, uh, and that kid who died. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Um, Scotty. Uh, yeah. Um, God, what is his name? Vincent. Uh, wait, what? Anyway. Um, he had a Russian name. Did he have a Russian name? Yeah. Uh, Vincent, no, Carthay, no. Uh, which kid is it? Uh, anyway, um, so you know, please do not yell at me. Uh, I recently put my when I, I ranked every Beatles song and I put it on the Beatles Reddit page. Did I say Scotty? He wasn't Scotty. He was, he was uh, a Russian. He was Chekhov. Chekhov. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> before, before you know, they were riding the flame thing, and they're like, okay. uh. but. 
I am extremely interested in your top ten uh, list. You know, okay. listeners out there, particularly you patrons, okay. since, since I love so you guys. You're hoping they mail you, but not flame you. <laughs> yeah, just just let me know what what are your top movies. Uh, you know, and explain why. You know, why why was that movie in your top ten or top one hundred or whatever? Um, all right. Uh, so again, uh, this episode brought to you by Talkspace. Go to talkspace.com. Uh, get your online counseling on if you want, and use the promo code Kirk. Got to use the promo code Kirk. Also, if you haven't become a patron of the podcast yet, do so. We recently crossed the line of our uh, goal on Patreon, and now we're going to start donating to PetFinder.com. Woohoo! So ruff, ruff. we have to define our next goal and our next uh, you know thing that we'll do at that at that yeah. level. Maybe at the next level we can have a party, like a like an actual in person awesome. party. Yeah, uh, or pa- maybe like we can a, just have an in person party anyway. A patron party. Yeah, a patron party. Uh, in Seattle, some let, let let us know what you think about that. Oh, that would be so amazing! All right, that does it for that long episode in which we talked not about psychology <laughs> but just about movies. Uh, thanks for joining us out there. Please take care of yourself because you deserve it. Mm-hmm.